Hi everyone and welcome to the Tucson Tight Podcast. My name is Tatum and I will be your host as we talk to makers, artisans, and entrepreneurs of Tucson. This is our last chapter of 2020 and what a year it has been. I am so glad I decided to take this podcasting journey and highlight amazing women of Tucson and share their stories with you all. So thank you for continuing to listen and share your input. I really do appreciate it. For this chapter, we are joined by Hannah De La Cruz, who is a sourdough bread maker and founder of Make It Dough, an award-winning blog that has recipes and stories and some truly mouth-watering pictures of bread. We had a great conversation over the phone about how she got started with baking, lessons she has learned along the way, and her new cookbook that will soon be released. At the start of our conversation, Hannah talked about her recent move from Las Vegas to Tucson with her boyfriend and told me they always loved visiting and loved the desert landscapes and the state parks and really felt like it was the right fit for them, so they made the jump to move here. She also loved all of the local business support and the people they met, and I'm so happy they moved here and I can't wait to meet them in person once all this craziness is over. Also, I'm sorry in advance about the buzzing and crackling noise that starts near the middle-ish of the interview. I honestly have no idea where it came from. Apparently recording an interview on speakerphone has had its challenges for me and I'm still looking at a way to get some crisper audio, especially for those phone conversations. So if you have suggestions, please let me know and send them my way. But in the meantime, let's get right into the conversation with baker, blogger, and author, Hannah De La Cruz. Get started into baking and especially with bread, like, has it always been a sourdough thing for you or was that oh, a gradual um, realization for you? Well, um, I don't know that I would say the sourdough thing was gradual because I definitely dove into it head first. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny because I'll meet people online from our sourdough community um, and sourdough, they're not obsessed with sourdough. They're just, they're, they do sourdough sometimes. And <laughs> to me, it's kind of like, oh, you didn't make a starter and, like, have your life revolve completely around it <laughs> the day after, <laughs> which is kind of how I get with most things. So in terms of baking, I've been baking ever since I was little. Um, I'm Filipino um, ethnically, and among Filipinos, there's this amazing love for food and appreciation for cooking, and we really show our love through our food. So I've always had that. Um, kind of love and obsession with food. And um, when I was little, uh, my sister actually had to bake um, oatmeal raisin cookies for a school project, and I helped her. And that was kind of the first thing that I ever baked on my own. And um, I've kind of been in love with my oven ever since. Um, (laughs) And I've always been kind of baking, and it's been super comforting for me to just be able to go in the kitchen and bake and kind of just pour yourself into, um, you know, something for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was kind of just a natural offshoot of that. I, I made my starter two years ago. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that um, it's been two years or it's only been two years. Um, I, I quit my job, I think during that time and I was just kind of you know I didn't really have a plan I was just kind of burnt out from 
my career as a PR person. And um, I quickly got really bored because I need, I'm the kind of person that kind of needs to be busy. Um, not always with work, but I kind of need to be um, pouring myself into something all the time. So um, my starter was just kind of a natural um, thing for me to get obsessed over because it, it is kind of complicated, but it takes a lot of routine. So um, when everybody was kind of making their starters at the start of quarantine, <laughs> I really empathize with that because I think it provides a lot of structure for people um, that maybe kind of lost that structure during that time. Okay, yes. My fiance also tried to make bread along with so many other people during quarantine this summer. And although we didn't jump into it like Hannah did, it was something really fun to try and I think it turned out pretty good. All right, back to the interview where Hannah talks about taking her passion and turning it into a business and how that whole process got started. And it, actually, I think I had idea for the blog and the Instagram kind of at the same time. Um, when I first, as your um, fiance probably knows, um, sourdough can be really confusing at first. And I think there was just a lot of, there's a lot of information online that it's kind of just hard to parse. So um, having a marketing and PR background, um, I just thought that making a blog would kind of help me with my own understanding of sourdough. Mm -hmm. So kind of putting pen to paper and kind of sharing my lessons with everybody about, you know, what I was learning about the whole bread making, um, you know, the bread making skill and how to take care of your sourdough starter. Um and that's just kind of how Make It Dough started. Um, I just started, you know, the first recipe that I shared was um, for this bread that I had shared with a group on Facebook uh, called um, a hazelnut chocolate babka. And, oh my um, gosh, that sounds amazing. I, <laughs> it, was, it was really good. That was a, a particularly good one. And then I posted one of those, like, ASMR videos of me just tearing into the bread. And... <laughs> Everybody kind of went crazy <laughs> over the video and asked for the recipe. And then I kind of took, I had already made kind of the bones of my website before I posted that video. And that kind of encouraged me to um, finally post my first recipe and share it with everybody. And that's how it started and um, kind of just um, developed from that into me sharing, you know, some of my favorite recipes and the favorite, you know, creative things that I've made with my um, sourdough starter. Yeah, I love that. And it seems like it's doing really well and it's taking off. What do you think is one of the biggest lessons you've learned since starting your own business and building a brand? Like what advice would you give to someone starting out? Um, I think if somebody was like me and trying to kind of revolve their, you know, whole brand or business around social media, I think I would say um, from the beginning kind of um, if you're, you know, if you're getting a good audience, if you're getting a nice and engaged audience um, and brands approach you for, you know, um, partnerships or anything like that, um, don't work for free. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> um, I think you know, people kind of get drawn into this idea of, like, um, people of, of, like, feeling kind of special that brands are approaching you, um, and, you know, I think people should, you know, 
blogging and photography and everything that we do as businesses that revolve around social um, is a lot of work. So I think, um, you know, everybody nine times out of 10 has a budget. So always kind of start with that of asking, you know, what's your budget? Because even if it's a small one, it still kind of feels better. And it's, it's still really, it's always really good to get paid for your time. So um, don't work for free. (laughs) This is some good advice that we've also heard other guests on this show give. So remember, no matter what you're doing or what business you're building, know your worth because what you're doing and your time has value and you should appreciate that even as you're starting out. We then talked about her latest project, which is a sourdough cookbook. It's called Sourdough Every Day and you can pre-order it online. And I, of course, will leave a link in the show notes for that. So publishers first reached out to Hannah on Instagram to get the process started. And from there, she got her creativity flowing and started writing stories and taking pictures to complete the book. Um, writing a book is really difficult. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody should go into it kind of lightly like I did, but um, it was a nice accomplishment, and um, you know, it's uh, it was it was fu- it was fun to like, get to create those recipes and everything. We then talked about Hannah's favorite part about baking and blogging. Um, I think the best part of what I do is um, that I'm so passionate about it. I think it's like, um, it's pretty rare that uh, people get to do what they love and are so passionate about, which, you know, is kind of a tragedy of, you know, uh, the modern times is that you kind of get specialized into these like careers that maybe you're not super passionate about and then you kind of get stuck which was my situation with my um with my own with my own career um and then um I kind of got transitioned to doing this thing which I'm so grateful for um which is you know I just I just get to do something that I love to do every day and um you know, I get to share it with people and um, I get to help people with their own journeys with what I'm so passionate about. Then we talked about some of the least favorite parts about what she does and the buzzing got kind of bad here. So I'll just summarize what we talked about, which was, get ready for the least favorite part, social media. Hannah mentions there are so many good things about social media and that it can help small businesses get started, but it's also super easy to get caught up in the likes and follows and engagement metrics. So in the end, Hannah advises to do what you love for the sake of creating and for your passion and everything else will follow. I then got a chance to ask a few questions from listeners and the first one comes from Erin who is obsessed with hashtag Bread talk and wants to know if Hannah is on TikTok. Oh gosh, no, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it, but then um, being on Instagram, I feel like is so it's hard enough. So um, yes, I agree. You know the amount of work it go that goes into um, kind of creating concepts for Instagram and doing the videos and photos for it that I haven't gotten on the TikTok yet. <laughs> Okay, so maybe Hannah and I bonded for a minute or two about being millennials trying to navigate TikTok and how we both couldn't figure it out even after downloading the app and trying for a few minutes. We then had a question about what Hannah's hobbies were outside of baking. Oh my gosh, I have a new obsession with indoor plants. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so I think 
So it's only been a month um, of me kind of collecting, you know, in, in more indoor tropical plants. Um, me and my boyfriend have a pretty big cactus and succulent collection for the outdoors. But um, yeah, I've been really getting into these indoor plants and I'm obsessed with them and I keep buying them. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's what I'm loving most right now. And the last question we received was, what is Hannah's favorite food? Is it bread? Is it sourdough bread specifically? Is that an obvious question with an obvious answer? Turns out it's not, and it's a very valid question and comes with a great answer and also some life advice. My favorite food has to be Filipino food, I have to say. I mean, um, yeah, I just, I mean, that's what I grew up with and (laughs) that's what I love so much. I actually wasn't eating bread before I um, made my sourdough starter. I like I one of those people that kind of demonized bread, uh, you know, believed all the propaganda about carbs. Um, and then I made my sourdough starter and kind of learned about um, you know sourdough and what makes it healthy and what makes good bread and bad bread. And then after that, it was kind of just like you know that really changed my. Um, relationship with food as well with um you know not necessarily demonizing a whole group of food (laughs) and putting more importance into how it's made where where did it come from um and um you know having a more healthy relationship with my body and food as well um because no food is bad and you shouldn't feel guilty about eating a certain type of food I don't know about you all, but I think that's some great advice. And I also think that's a lesson in gratitude and about being thankful for what you have. Lastly, as with all of our previous episodes, Hannah ends the interview by telling us what her favorite part about Tucson is. Ah, There's so many things, and I think we kind of mentioned it. I kind of mentioned it early on. It's just um, the love of place that that you really feel um, radiating from people who live here um you know there's a reason that people love it here i think there's just something for everybody there's you know for us um we live kind of in the outskirts of town on the northwest side of town and we just love that you know it always feels like we're just camping in our own house just Mm -hmm. how remote it is um there's so much wildlife where around where we live but you know within 20 minutes we can be downtown and having a beer at a brewery um, or, you know, eating at the best restaurant. So um, I think that's, you know, absolutely my favorite thing about Tucson. Yay. Well, I'm glad you love it. So there you have it. I don't know about you, but I want to go make and eat some sourdough bread now. So I think that's what I will do. But before I go, I have a couple reminders. You can find out more about Hannah's work and her first cookbook on makeitdough.com and also on Instagram at makeitdough. I will also put this website and handle in the show notes for you to find it there as well. And I am Tatum. Of course, you can find me online at the Tucson Type or at thetucsontype.com. Thank you for joining Hannah and myself today. I hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday season, and I will see you all next year. Okay, time for our last Tucson fun fact of the year. This one has to do with a couple of cool bridges in town that you may or may not know about or maybe have even walked over or ridden your bike over. 
First up and longest is the Rattlesnake Bridge, which is close to downtown. This bridge was built in 2002 and designed by local artist Simon Donovan. This bridge, of course, is built to look like a giant rattlesnake. It is 280 feet long, and the Federal Highway Administration once named it one of the top road projects in the country. And the second bridge is the slightly shorter but no less notable Basket Bridge, spanning over Park Avenue at 240 feet long. This bridge plays tribute to a Tejano Odom basket pattern and has received multiple awards, including a merit award from the Structural Engineers Association of Arizona, a National Recognition Award from ACEC, and a Build America Award from the Association of General Contractors. So yeah, Tucson's got some pretty neat things. All right, bye!